1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss.
0: Hello there. My name is Jessica, and this is the Sunshine Girl podcast. Now, on this podcast, we deal with everything So you're welcome to another exciting video right here on the channel. Today I'm going to be telling you exactly how you don't have to worry about her getting pregnant ever again. Every man needs to know what I'm about to share in today's video and so lend me your ears for a couple of minutes and I'll show you exactly what you need to do without contraceptives. And before I get into that, remember that Using contraceptives are actually very important if you're trying to prevent unwanted pregnancies. However, that's not going to be the focus of today's video because there are guys out there who will, and we know them, go without contraceptives anyway. If you're that guy, then there's something you really need to know if you want to avoid unplanned pregnancies. And there's no better person to help me go through this subject today than Dr. Ama Gunny. Now she is a gynecologist with the University of Ghana Medical Center. She's my guest today. Doc, so good to see you. It's been a while, but I know you're doing well because I've been following your pursuits. How are things going? Good, good, how are you doing? I'm all right, I'm alive, so that's a good thing. Um, So, I mean, I'm not gonna waste too much time. I think we should jump right into the um, subject for today. Just teaching men how to, well, basically about the woman's menstrual cycle. And I know this is something a lot of them probably learned in school and that kind of thing, but what a better person to teach it than a gynecologist, right? Um, What do men need to know? you know, about a woman's cycle to avoid unplanned pregnancies. And you can start from the very beginning. How does the woman's menstrual cycle work? And what are all the important pointers we should be pointing out today?
1: Okay. So let's start off by saying that a woman's menstrual cycle is very complex. It's a complex physiological process that happens cyclically. So every month it happens. And this is a way of getting a woman's body ready to host a pregnancy. So, when we count in a woman's menstrual cycle, day one is the first day of her period. The day she sees a period is day one. So, if I say it's a 28 day cycle, day one is the day she sees a period, and day 28 is the end of the period. And then it starts all over again at day one. So, the follicular phase is from day one to day 13. And this is when the follicles develop in the ovaries. And follicles are like little small sacs that are filled with, the each one is filled with one egg. And these develop during the follicular phase, but at a certain point, one of them gets larger than the rest, what we call the dominant follicle. On day 14, we have the grand event, which is ovulation. That's when the dominant follicle raptures and then releases the, um, the ovum or the egg. So if this is fertilized, then eventually um, pregnancy ensues and then you have a baby after nine months. If this doesn't happen, remember day one to 13 is a follicular phase, day 14 is ovulation. And from day 15 to the end of the cycle, day 28, day 15 to day 28 is the luteal phase. And in the luteal phase, what is left of this dominant follicle that ruptured to release the egg? becomes what is called a corpus luteum and this produces a hormone called progesterone and all progesterone is doing is to get the lining of the womb ready the uterus ready to accommodate a potential pregnancy so it thickens the lining of the the womb or the uterus hoping that it's going to host the pregnancy if pregnancy doesn't ensue then we are at the end of the cycle day 28 The corpus luteum regresses or it sort of shrivels up and disappears. Progesterone levels fall. And then the lining of the womb comes out and is shed out as menstruation. Day one.
0: Okay. So thanks for giving us just a a general overview of how um, the female menstrual cycle happens. A a few technical terms you threw in there that maybe you'll have to break (laughs) down for for, for lay people like me and uh, my viewers. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, I think for me, the takeaway from a lot of what you're saying and, and one of the highlights is the fact that when you're counting the 28 days of a woman's period, day one is the day she sees blood or her yes. cycle begin, right? Yes. And you said day 28 is when it ends?
1: Day 28 is the end of the cycle. That's in a woman who has like a very average woman, a 28-day cycle. Okay. So if because you have a 29-day cycle, then your the last day is day 29.
0: Right. Right. So so um, you're then suggesting that some women don't go the whole 28 days.
1: No. Some women may have as short as 21. Some women may have as long as 35. And this is still normal. Oh, this is normal. Yes, this is normal. 21 to 35 days is still normal. Average is 28. So anywhere between 21 to 35 is still normal. If you have shorter than 21 or longer than 35, there may be a problem. You should see a gyne.
0: Right.
1: Some women may go up you. to three, four months without a period, and that is a problem. That shouldn't be happening. They should see it. They should see a gyne, yes.
0: Okay. So, with this information, if a man mm-hmm. wants to, and obviously, this is a man who's not using contraceptives like a condom or, or whatever, um, if he wants to avoid unplanned pregnancies, with information that you've given us, what does he need to know? What's the crucial piece of information here?
1: Okay, so the most fertile period in a woman's cycle is when she ovulates.
0: That's that's from day day 14, yes.
1: But the air can survive for about 24 hours in the woman. So let's say from day 14 to day 15, sometimes even 16, she's still fertile. Another twist in the story is that the sperm can also survive in the female genital tract for up to about five days so if you are yes if you have unprotected sex five days before she ovulates, is going to the stem sperm are going to stay there and bid their time and wait for this egg and eventually fertilize this egg so there are different ways of tracking um, a woman's fertile period and then a woman's safe period so when we talk about a fertile period that's when the woman is well obviously most fertile and if you have unprotected sex you could get pregnant so the safe period is any period outside this where you could get away with unprotected sex without it resulting in a pregnancy to educate yourself on a woman's um, menstrual um, cycle you need to know about the different phases you need to know when she's most fertile and then there are different methods that you could actually use some of them are what we call the calendar-based methods and then the others that we call the symptom-based methods. So the calendar-based methods are basically based on the woman's menstrual cycle. We have um, one of them, which is called the standard days method. So this works for women whose menstrual cycles fall between 26 to 32 days. And what we need to know is that a woman's cycle is rarely ever stuck on a fixed date. So even if we say your average is 28 days, it varies from cycle to cycle. So maybe in January, it could be 28 days. In February, it could be 29. In March, it could be 30. But on average, we are talking about 28 days. So for the standard um, base method, it works for women whose average cycles, most of them fall between 26 to 32 days. So if most of your cycles fall between 26 and 32 days, and in one year you have less than two which are shorter than the 26 or less than two which are longer than 32, then this applies to you. So this one is pretty straightforward. Between day eight and day 19, you are likely very fertile, avoid unprotected sex. So this is straightforward. For women whose cycles mostly fall between 26 and 32 days, avoid unprotected sex between day eight and day 19 okay then we have the calendar rhythm method so th- with this one you need to actually track your period for some time maybe six months to know what's your average cycle lengths are so you track your periods for six months and then you record them so from your shortest period you subtract 18. and then from your longest period you subtract 11. So, yeah so there's a bit of math (laughs) from your shortest period you subtract 18 and that gives you the first day of your fertile period and then from your longest period you subtract 11 and that gives you the last day of your fertile period so you avoid sex during this period
0: okay all right so, so, I mean, it's, I, I think maybe, um, yeah, the calendar bit and the mathematics would throw a couple of people off. So <laughs> um, the the day 18 to day 19, avoiding sex for me, sounds like more, maybe easy to pull off, more practical. Are there? a few signs like yeah. body temperature, yeah. et cetera, that men need to know about, like just to know whether their women, for instance, are in their ovulating or are there things like that that men can Absolutely, use yes. as a gauge? So th- these are what
1: we refer to as the symptom-based methods. So here we are tracking the cervical mucus. So that's discharge that comes from the cervix. And then we are tracking um, a woman's basal body temperature as well. Apart from that, the other subtle symptoms that a woman could have that could show that she's ovulating, we have what we call the ovulatory pain or what is called Mitchell Smith. So here she could have a sharp pain on either the left or the right, depending on which side she's ovulating from. Some women may complain of breast tenderness when they're ovulating. Some could also um, complain that they are spotting just a bit when they're ovulating and a few men actually have heightened libidos during, their, during the periods they're ovulating. Now, when we talk about the symptom-based methods, we could, like I mentioned, track the cervical mucus. So just before a woman ovulates, her cervical mucus becomes clearer, it becomes stretchier, and it becomes slipperier. So it kind of resembles um, raw egg whites that's the consistency of the cervical mucus. So when a woman sees mucus like this, it means she is fertile. So whenever she sees mucus like this, we have what we call the two-day method. Every time you see mucus like this, you avoid sex on that day and the following day. That day and the following day, no sex. You only have sex when you are dry for two days. So that's the the, the two-day method. Then we have the basal body temperature charting. So um, a woman's basal body temperature basically refers to her resting body temperature before she's done any activity. So she tracks it early in the morning before she gets out. So it's a lot of work. Before you get out of work, before you you walk around, you drink any water, you eat, first thing you do, you take your temperature and then you chart it. Now, once you ovulate, because of the progesterone levels that start going up, your body temperature increases slightly from when you ovulate till the end of your cycle. So a woman's temperature, resting body temperature is about 36.1 to 36.5 degrees Celsius. It could increase by about 0.2 to 0.5 degrees Celsius when she ovulates. So she would also need to track this for some months maybe five six months to be able to get a fair idea of what her 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 basal body temperature is to be able to predict when um when she's ovulated so once the her temperature rises she must not have sex till um from day one of her period till three days after the temperature rise wow so that is a longer period during which she cannot have sex so probably from day one till about the 17 or 18, she probably will have to go with that.
0: What's your take on these apps that people have created, for instance, um, that track women's fertility periods and stuff like that? I'm sure um, in your line of work, you've probably... Seen more than I could ever say, you know, where some of the apps maybe not work. Or what do you think? Are these, for instance, uh, something a man can have on his phone to yes, help yes. also sort of track whether yes, his, yes. his woman is fertile or not?
1: Yes, I, I, yes. Most, most of the time, they actually are quite um, accurate because they work on algorithms which track over periods. So they're not going to work on just maybe one cycle or two cycles and if you've been doing it for five six years they are pretty accurate they can tell you when you're about to start your period or not and when you are likely to ovulate or not so yes it, it's it's quite useful for men to also have these um, um, menstrual apps to help track them their partners periods as well and in addition to these apps we also have what we call the ovulation um, test strips These are ovulation uh, prediction kits. Uh, You dip it in urine and then it lets you know when you are likely about to ovulate. So, yeah, there are ways about it. But like I said, none of these are foolproof. Yes, none of these are foolproof. And if you are going to go with these natural family um, planning-based methods, you should have a backup. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And, And what kind of backup are we talking about here?
1: So, emergency contraception emergency contraception and sometimes even condoms like the barrier contraceptives because you could be tracking and you'd realize that well she's fertile, but i mean you are horny and she's horny and something is about to go down and you don't have anything on hand so yes it's good to have some some barrier contraceptive some condoms male or female condoms on hand or else if it fails, then emergency contraceptives, they work within five days after unprotected sex. So there's a pill and then we have the copper IUD that you can have um, put in her uterus to prevent unwanted pregnancy as well.
0: Okay, well, thanks for giving us all the options and covering all the grounds, that that sounds sounds great. So I think maybe we can wrap up this video now with the key takeaways. Um, I think for me, what stood out is the fact that um especially if you, you don't have time to be doing math and whatnot just note that between day eight and day 19 oh, you're okay. going to have to avoid sex with her if you don't want to have unplanned pregnancies and then I love the fact that you talked about the cervical mucus and just the texture of it egg white that's yeah. that's really great so if you see that then you shouldn't be having sex for two days correct that's what you said you shouldn't yeah but
1: if you have if you have a vaginal discharge, you could have an infection that couldn't, you understand? So, there are caveats to this, yes. Like I said, yeah.
0: Right. And uh, also the ovulation test strips. Okay. Mm. I mean, sounds good. And, and it's been very, very insightful. Um, Dr. Amagani um, was my guest on the show today. I hope you guys have found this very short video insightful. You know, if you don't want to be using contraceptives, then. You're going to have to do some math, essentially. Get yourself yep. some apps as well. They would help the situation. And, um, well, have safe sex. That's all I can say. To wrap this up, um, Dr. Ama Ghani, thank you so much for your time. I know this is not going to be the last time we'll see you on the show because a lot of men have lots of questions about <laughs> the female reproductive system, and I think you're the best person to address them. So we'll definitely be seeing you again, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me all right thank you so much for listening to the sunshine girl podcast if you enjoyed it